Welcome to the Horror Unmasked podcast, where we unmask the monsters and and explore explore the lore. I'm Amber. And I'm Lily. Today, we will be dissecting Bram Stoker's Dracula. Let's sink our teeth into it. In 1462 Transylvania, Vlad Dracula, also known as Vlad the Impaler, comes home from battle against the Turks. In classic fashion, lots of impaling. While he is away, Elisabetta receives a letter that Vlad has died in battle. In her grief, she commits suicide by jumping off a cliff and into a river. After coming home, Vlad finds his love's body and stabs the cross in the chapel with his sword, which begins to spew blood. Vlad then renounces God in the church, drinks the blood that started flowing through the room, and becomes what we know as a vampire. It then goes to London, 1897, four centuries later, and we meet a strange man which we will come to know as Renfield, in a cell, talking to himself, speaking to an unseen master. We then see a different man, Jonathan Harker, who gets a job and plans to travel to Transylvania to close the sale of properties that Count Dracula was buying. In a garden, Jonathan tells his love, Mina, about his new position and discusses getting married on his return. Overcome with sadness, Mina tells Jonathan that she doesn't want him to leave, but he reassures her that everything will be okay. They kiss, and a peacock feather transfers later he is on a train off to meet this count one of his other ride companion gives him a cross for protection john arrives at the castle and dracula is there to aid him in settling in they sit to dine but of course dracula doesn't eat as he has already eaten eventually dracula finds jonathan's picture of mina to see that she looks exactly like his lost love elizabeth out of curiosity dracula forces jonathan to write letters to mina and tell her that he's going to stay in transylvania for a little while longer as dracula plans a trip to England to find Mina. It cuts back to Mina as she is typing. She was reading a dirty book, possibly the Kama Sutra, and her friend Lucy shows up asking questions about her and John and confesses they have only kissed. Lucy has a party and clearly is not afraid to seduce all the men who show up. And obviously she is also meaning to choose a husband, but is clearly having fun with it. During her party, we meet the three men that have caught Lucy's interest. Arthur Homewood, Dr. John Seward and Quincy Morris. We see Dr. Seward at the asylum with Renfield as he tries to press him for info about why he requests strange things like cats. But Renfield becomes enraged and attacks him. It goes back to John telling of a letter about the strange things in the castle. Dracula shows up and John, who didn't see him in the mirror, is surprised and cuts his neck shaving. Dracula is surprised by the blood and warns of being more careful as he takes the blade and slyly cleans the blood off with his tongue. He sees the cross around John's neck and is scared and tells him not to put his faith in trinkets of deceit. Wolves begin howling outside, to which Dracula calls the sound sweet music and vanishes, only to reappear outside, climbing down the castle wall on all fours. John knows he is a prisoner and hopes to find an escape. However, he falls victim to the brides of Dracula, who, let's just say, start to have their way with him, and he is into it, and they somehow melt the cross around his neck. But just before things get too steamy... Dracula appears suddenly, reprimanding his wives for their actions towards Jonathan. He then offers the women an infant to feed upon. Fast forward three months later, 
Jonathan is still not back from his trip to Transylvania. Mina has received Jonathan's letter and is still very worried. As she is still staying with Lucy, Lucy runs in excited about her engagement and can't wait to tell Mina. A boat is seen on the sea in a storm with what is clearly Dracula with boxes of dirt from his homeland as he cannot be far from it for too long. The sequence continues with flashes of Dracula then to Mina and Lucy running through a hedge maze then back to the boat where bad stuff is happening like murder and mayhem. It goes through a scene of something traveling fast and it reveals a beast that is a werewolf version of Dracula. Lucy is drawn by it and finds herself in the very deep and steamy grip of the beast which takes full advantage of her to the point of biting her. The creature flees when it sees Mina. Naked Dracula pops out of a box. Now dressed, you see him roaming the streets of London looking for Mina when he suddenly finds her and whispers, See me. Girl is swept away too hard. Introducing himself as Prince Vlad, Mina at first dismisses him, but feeling guilty about their first interaction, Mina then decides to show him around town as a form of an apology. It is clear that Mina is also very drawn to him now. In the next scene, Lucy appears to be in a wedding dress, as Dr. Seward comes in to check on her. Lucy says that all of her senses are heightened, to which Dr. Seward takes blood samples. Because he cannot figure out what is going on, he decides to call a friend. At the same time, Mina and Dracula are at a show. And before he can bite her, a wolf shows up and Dracula stops it from attacking Mina. Mina gets a chance to pet it with her gloves on. She is a monster for that. Uh, and too sensual of petting. But I digress. She knows she's doing something wrong by seeing him. Cut to a man studying a bat, clearly in the middle of a lecture about blood and syphilis. He's abruptly interrupted and receives a letter, causing him to leave immediately. We then see Jonathan being held hostage and sucked dry by Dracula's brides when he decides that he must escape. Then at Lucy's bedside, we see Dr. Seward, where Van Helsing, the doctor he had called upon, bursts into the room as Lucy is in the middle of experiencing a fit of some kind. They attempt to start a blood transfusion when all of a sudden Arthur Homewood, Lucy's would-be husband, appears and offers up his own blood. After this event, the boys step outside, and Van Helsing is left to ponder the idea that what happened to Lucy is supernatural. The scene changes, and Mina is drinking absinthe with Dracula on a date. It is like a dream sequence. Mina hints at possibly remembering or knowing Dracula and his home country, there is an odd emotional scene where Mina is almost recounting the events of Elisabetta's death, and Dracula turns her tears to diamonds. In the midst of their love affair, Mina gets a letter that Jonathan is at a convent in Romania, and will wait for her to go there so that they can be married. As Lucy is deteriorating, she now has started to act strange, and she is starting to grow fangs. As she tries to bite Quincy, who was visiting at the time, Dracula gets a letter from Mina and is heartbroken as she has gone off to marry John and Mina seems upset to leave Dracula. Van Helsing, in his research, discovers that Dracula is the one who affected Lucy and is excited about his chance to kill him. At the same point in time, Mina and John are seen getting married in the Romanian convent. Also, Dracula curses Lucy to the same fate as him, turning into a wolf, attacking and killing her. Lucy is then entombed. Once they return from being wed, Mina is still thirsting after Dracula, even though she has a husband now. 
the collection of Lucy's suitors and Van Helsing, are at Lucy's tomb and uncover that she is out of her resting place. She then appears walking back in with a child attempting to feed. Van Helsing restrains her with the words of God and then has her would-be husband, Arthur Holmwood, spike her in the heart while he decapitates her. Dracula is not happy. When Mina and Jonathan return to London, Van Helsing bluntly tells them about Lucy's death over dinner. Van Helsing asks John if he drank any of the bride's blood while he was trapped in Dracula's castle. When Jonathan tells him no, Van Helsing says that this is a good thing, since this means he didn't infect his blood. Jonathan realizes that he knows where Count Dracula is, so he begins to work with Van Helsing and Lucy suitors to kill Dracula. The men then begin the hunt to find and destroy the crates with the dirt from Transylvania. Spoiler warning ahead. Please skip. Mina goes with Dr. Seward to the asylum, and she decides to speak with Renfield. He wants to protect her from what is coming for her, but he is also still enthralled by Dracula. The boys destroy the boxes while Dracula kills Renfield for betraying him. Then he goes after Mina. She offers herself to him, but realizes he is dead. She asks who he is, and he reveals he is Dracula. She is upset by it, but still succumbs to his trance. He bites her, and she drinks of his blood, but Dracula loves her too much to turn her. But she forces him to let her drink from him. Suddenly, the band of men burst into the room and try to kill Dracula. But he turns into a bunch of rats and gets away. Dracula, knowing he can't stay in England anymore, attempts to go back to Transylvania. Because of a psychic connection to Mina, the men know exactly where to go and hope to beat him home. However, Dracula still has the upper hand and gets back to Transylvania faster than the men, but just barely. While the men chase after Dracula's box of dirt, Mina and Helsing stop to camp, but she has a physical response to Dracula being so close and her falling farther into death. She attempts to seduce Van Helsing, but he stops her, and the brides, who have been egging her on the whole time, attack the horses, stalling them. But in the day, Helsing finds them and decapitates them in their sleep, tossing their heads over a bridge. Mina's connection makes her want to protect Dracula as he is being pursued by the boys, so she starts casting a spell to mess with the weather. The scene erupts as they meet the box where Dracula lies, and a fight breaks out. And with mortal blows done to Dracula, Mina tries to defend him. John has to let Mina and Dracula go as Dracula is dying, and in the end, all he wants is to be free. So she finishes him and is freed from the curse. Then she abruptly beheads him. The end. For this movie, we had director Francis Ford Coppola. We had some our main actors, Gary Oldman, who played Count Dracula. Winona Ryder, who played Mina Harker and Elizabeth. Keanu Reeves, who played Jonathan Harker. Anthony Hopkins, Professor Abraham Van Helsing. And Sadie Frost as Lucy Westenra. Um, then we have our uh, Tom Waits as R.M. Renfield. We've got uh, Richard E. Grant uh, as Dr. Jack Seward. Harry uh, Elwes, Lord Arthur Holmwood. Jesus, I could not have butchered that worse. And then obviously um, Billy Campbell as Quincy P. Morris. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie was released in 1992, November 13th. The budget was $40 million, which is crazy. Compared to today. 
Right. Compared to today and other movies that are like really high up there, yeah. it, in the box office, it got over $215 million. Yeah. Which again, yeah. Crazy. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 78%. You know, honestly, I think it should have been lower. Good enough. <laughs> good enough. I don't understand how I got that much money and has a 78%. Well, because on. there's always, there's so many adaptations, versions, and variations of the story of Dracula. Yeah. Alrighty. So, this has got to be probably the, would you say, most confusing film to watch? Oh, yeah. We, mm. I didn't know it was happening most of the time. 99% of it. <laughs> no fucking clue. I remember, <laughs> I literally remember sitting there asking you, do you know what's going on? Because I do not. And I felt so validated that you also like, nope. were not quite <laughs> no sure. Clue. And what I think is so funny about that is when we try to tell your dad what is going on here. And he was like, what's confusing about it? He's like, uh, yeah, what are you talking what about? What do you mean? It, what's it makes confusing? perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And like, I went to go ask my dad too. And he's like, what do you mean? It's like, it's perfect. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Have you seen this movie in a while? Because... <laughs> right. And I felt so bad. I was like, that was one of the not best movies I've seen in a, in a long time and my dad was so offended because it's like one of his favorite movies ever <laughs> he's like it's one of my favorite movie like at book to adapt book to film adaptations and I felt so bad like saying that to his face but oh ooh. my god in reference to the concept of the book holy yeah. shit okay so of the two of us I'm the one who chose to read it I was going to um but you my, AD, my ADHD got the better of me but yeah so I read the book god is it a lot um, it's actually set up as like journal entries mm -hmm. and news clippings and all that kind of stuff. Like it's it's all of that. But okay, the best way to sum up the difference between the movie and the book is it is as if someone wrote down a couple key moments and handed it to two different people, and one made a raunchy supernatural thriller and the other one made a supernatural drama mm -hmm. the two are only so similar um but i would say the book is better um aren't they usually but the difference is is that i didn't hate the like i'm not one of those people who's like the movie fucking sucks and the book is always better like i'm not that person like i no! i've never been that person um but personally like i didn't hate the movie the movie wasn't that bad it was just honestly i'm not gonna lie to you i was sitting there the whole time confusing. being like when is this over oh shit i yeah i mean i love the fact that you know i got to watch winona Ryder and keanu reeves and um gary oldman and you know all these amazing people but not that i realized it was gary oldman until after uh, yeah, you did not even realize it until after because like really the biggest thing that changed in my opinion is that there was a romantic relationship between Mina and Dracula. Yeah. That's not in the book. That's not even the book at all. Oh. It never even happened once. There's no remote remote interaction between them other than so then like that literal end moment time when he bites her. But instead of her like being all like, I want to drink of you, like that no that does not happen it is a completely forced experience she's not in control and she's not happy about it so then how do they justify him going all the way 
so to lunch or is it just oh i saw a picture of yes it literally okay, i is. saw a picture of her thought she was beautiful wanted her badly. i saw the picture and oh shit i'm going um and if there's that's a chance not some stalker ass yeah it, it's very creepy creepy stuff the biggest difference also is that the movie the movie feels like it's constantly towing the line between is this reality or is this like a dream happening right um and the book it's fascinating the difference between the book and the movie because 90% of the book i would say maybe not 90% but maybe like 70 to 80% of the book is actually focused on Lucy. What? Yeah. And the whole time that she's dealing with this, like, these things. And Dr. Seward has, like, a massive impact. And he's constantly in the, the story. He's, like, not even in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's, it's him, Van Helsing, and mm-hmm. Lucy mm-hmm. are the, essentially, I would quantify them as the main characters in the book. Because... The so first Mina and John don't even matter. Really. Literally the first four chapters, I would say, but between the first three to four chapters, you get Dracula. Then he drops off the face of the earth. And all you know is that there's like something happened to Lucy. Obviously it's Dracula, but you never see him or really interact or it's like off in the distance. And then it's not till like chapter 21 or 22 where dracula like reappears finally that's so strange because when i was doing research on this like a lot of people were saying that this was the closest book to movie adaptation it of is. dracula it is that has ever existed it 100 percent is but you're saying it's not even the fucking same but it is the closest yeah that's the problem it's it is the closest but it's also so inaccurate also no raunchy weird scenes not even anywhere in the book there is no raunch to be detected in the entire book which i think is hilarious because francis there's no sexy keanu scene in with some sexy vampire brides so this movie directed by francis ford coppola said that this was his first movie he had ever done that had like sensual sexual scenes like that because he was squeamish about them (laughs) so he said he left it all up to the women and if they didn't feel comfortable with what they were doing they simply wouldn't have done it because his mom this is so wholesome his mom told him to respect women so then when it actually came time for dracula's brides to like play their scenes their nude scenes the entire crew was too embarrassed to even ask until like a stagehand finally asked them and they were happy to do it because it was in their contracts and they were like yeah We'll go. We'll be naked. Oh yeah. Uh, um. FYI, lots of nipple. Lots of nipple. I. That's men nipple, women nipple, just nipple. nipple. <laughs> <laughs> um. That was definitely in our midst of confusion watching yeah. this movie. That was pretty much the only thing that was like. That it was uncomfortable to watch it, a little bit. Because it was of it. a little uncomfortable. Um. We were sitting here like so many nipples yeah and bouncing titties it felt like sex and uh, sexuality for no reason the main focus of the film and sometimes for no reason yeah i told my dad that and he was like what like why the fuck that that where 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 you was like <laughs> raunching up on lucy <laughs> where you yeah. <laughs> that sounds too close to like, areola no mina you can't see me like this 
fucking your best friend. That's so, it was so stupid. I was so <laughs> confused. I was like, isn't he there for Mina? Why is he having sex with Lucy? Also, why is he a wolf? Is this a whole other story? I know. I'm so confused. It's so confusing. A lot of the original, like, lore with Dracula is that him and yeah. werewolves and wolves in general are actually connected, that they're mm-hmm. related to some degree with each other. Shout um, out to my dad, because he did give me a lot of information, and that was one of them. He was like, yeah. yeah, he's, in this version, he's able to transform into lots of different things. And that's where it finally clicked for me, like, why we saw a giant bat. And all those rats. And, and the mist. Wolf. And a wolf. And I was like, oh, so it was him the whole time. Yeah, it was him the whole time. And that yeah. didn't actually click for me until my dad said that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, got you. That makes a lot more sense. Because <laughs> um, before I was just, why are there so many weird things happening for no reason? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, even the beginning of the, the, it's almost weird because the beginning of the movie almost betrays the idea of it being concise because there's like this battle and he finds his love of his life dying and it's this like really intense visual of betrayal um in regards to his connection with religion and the church and Mm. why he ends up like you know going against all of it and becoming this cursed creature um Mm -hmm. It's definitely fascinating. Yeah, which leads me to the lore part of this. Okay, I did a little bit of research about who Bram Stoker's Dracula is based on. And it's based on this historical figure. His name is Vlad Tepes. Teps. Teeps. (laughs) Teepees. Teepees. Who knows? <laughs> Vlad something, uh, who ruled over Wallachia, Romania, in the 1400s. Yep. Um, but before his rule began, like before he even did anything, Vlad was the second son of Vlad the Second Dracul, mm-hmm. who Vlad Dracul, Vlad Dracul, yeah, who um was a part of this group called the Order of the Dragon, mm-hmm. which was created to defend Europe against the Ottoman Empire. <clears throat> You're getting so, a history lesson. Yeah, you're getting a whole history lesson. I went into the lore. Uh, so during his father's rule, Vlad and his younger brother were sent to the court of the Ottoman Sultan, Murad II, to assure him that their father would support the Ottoman policies. So, like, they were just sent there to be yeah. like, hey. Yo, is stuff chill? Are we, like, are we cool? Are you good? Are we good? Yes. Uh, so his father sent him and his younger brother to go deal with that. Um, however, when Vlad returned... Both his father and his older brother had been assassinated. Oh, shit. By their own people. You know, sounds very French revolution-y of, of, <laughs> of them. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were assassinated uh, by their own people um, who were these nobles. Uh, anyway, so Vlad then spent his whole life trying to take over his father's seat and destroying his enemies, which included the nobles that killed his father and his brother. Um. And even his younger brother, who decided to go work with the Ottoman Sultan, was like, yeah. Betrayals all around. Well, honestly, it makes sense. These noble people that are supposed to be on my side just killed my brother and my dad. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep working with these people. Why not? Oh, yeah. Um, Vlad did not like that. But then Vlad's like, fuck you for that shit. Yeah, fuck you for that. Uh, So during his rule, 
Vlad put thousands of his enemies on stakes in the ground and left them to die, which is where he got his name, Vlad the Impaler. And that's his whole story. Mm -hmm. Lots of impaling. Lots of impaling. <laughs> like, I mean, I even know that the like the thousands. castle thousands. in Transylvania that is suspected or I, I don't know if they've, I can't remember if they've got it like fully like, yes, this was the castle that um, Vlad the Impaler lived at, but he had literal like fake like chambers where it was literally just a pit of spikes so people would fall in and impale themselves honestly that sounds correct because it says he put thousands of his enemies mm -hmm. on spikes oh yeah so that was his that was his shtick in order to get thousands i think you'd need to dig holes and put spikes oh, yeah. in them and just push people in but this is like inside his house one wrong turn and your ass <laughs> is like spiked on well a, in a, in a pit. you know his enemies were in his house you know yep. killing his father and his brothers mm -hmm. so you know oh yeah and it's so kind of like you know, stepping away from the history side of it. Yeah. And the movie itself, there is a lot of shadow play. Oh. A lot of shadow yeah. play in this film. Um, you know, not all of it the most beautiful. It's, no. You know, there's some interesting ones, especially the one in the office where very clearly it's a little delayed because it's supposed to be two different people. Yeah. Doing ones doing the shadow, which is why... Also, the lighting is so harsh and intense in that is because there's backlighting for the back of the wall for the Shadow Man version of Dracula and then lighting for them. So it's even worse on the back. Um, but yeah, the whole like creepy arms reached out shadows and, you know, the shadow goes off one way while Dracula appears on the other side. Yeah. Uh, hands traveling. You know, lots of practical effects. Lots that... of practical effects mm. for this. But also that's indicative of the time as the film did come out in 1992. Mm -hmm. In November, it was actually released November 13th, 1992. Um, and yeah. Uh, they also used a lot of miniatures. They used miniatures for... um, in the film. For what part? So like... Uh, the train scene when you're when he's like on the train and he's talking about like oh this is like where I'm going this is what's going on mm. that and you see like clips of like the train track and stuff like that and like behind the the cart that you see um, our sweet baby boy Jonathan Harker Keanu Reeves um, that background and also that train track that you see are miniatures that they're using. Mm -hmm. Um, and they also used, I think they used in some images, uh, the use of miniatures for like the cast, like not the castle, but the, um, in the later scene where the boxes are being kept like that dilapidated building has its own little set piece as well that mm -hmm. is in there. Um, I do also like the idea that they made um, Dracula move like like he's floating. Oh, yeah. Because it definitely adds to the creep factor. And the, like, all of a sudden weird lizard twitchy <laughs> as okay, he's yeah. down the wall. <laughs> the weird lizard thing did get me. Honestly, I thought it was kind of funny. Yes. And none of this movie was scary to me. I, I agree. get that it's horror. Mm -hmm. And maybe for the time, it was probably very different yes. and very scary for that time. 
However, personally, nothing. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's just like everything, like, during the time, mm-hmm. because of the effects, that was, like, the most up-to-date kind of stuff that was going on. Yeah. But Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's actually kind of fascinating, so right now, so the whole scene with the boat, because we don't really know what happened specifically, like, even in the book, they do not describe 100% what happens. Like, they give you snippets of, like, what the captain had written, but it's not a lot of information. In the book, the boat literally crashes onto the beach because there's just, like, there's literally, like, a dead body that's been, like, cut, that's just kind of hanging at the front. And the crew, for the the majority of the part, except for the captain, I think, they're all dead. And um, so no one knows what happens, but there actually is a movie coming out called Demeter that is going to explain what happened on the journey from Transylvania to London. That's coming out. Is that going to be a good movie, though? Honestly, I saw the trailer for it. Oh, the trailer's already out? Yeah, the trailer's already out. It looks really, really good. Um, Yeah, it looks like it's going to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's nice because it will add lore to what happened when there already isn't that much to go on to begin with. So mm-hmm. it'll actually expand that story and probably use, I'm hoping, more of what the book has because the book has more information than the, the film does. The The film just has like a scene of a ship crashing with waves mm-hmm. and like a bat version of Dracula fucking people up so interesting so weirdly enough and also kind of sadly enough um there was a couple of unfortunate events occurred during the filming process well and also the post film with the reviews as unfortunately our sweet baby Keanu Reeves who played John Harker um got criticized for his English accent that he attempted. Yeah. Um. Apparently. Okay. So. First of all, Johnny Depp was actually very considered for the role of Jonathan Harker, um, because you know Winona Ryder and him were together at the time, and have already. I think they had already done Edward Scissorhands. Possibly. Um. But Depp was turned down because apparently. He wasn't famous enough at the you time. You gotta be kidding me. No, I'm not. That's exactly what they said. So Winona Ryder turned to Keanu Reeves, who was then criticized as having, quote, the worst English accent in recorded film ever. That's so sad. And honestly, the really other kind of crazy thing is that they are okay now, but uh, Gary Oldman, who played Dracula, um, and Winona Ryder, who played Mina, uh, slash Elizabetha, uh, they actually kind of had a falling out during the film. Yeah. They're okay now, but yeah. So apparently Gary Oldman was going through a lot while filming this movie. Going through a divorce. He was going through a divorce with Uma Thurman, apparently, Oof. who I did not know they were even together. He was struggling with alcoholism. Oof. And yeah, then obviously harsh. this difficult relationship with Winona was not great, yeah. but um, she was basically afraid of him yeah. on set. Yeah. She feared she feared him, him. Yeah. on set because because he was getting too into his role. Mm-hmm. 
And it's unfortunate. It does happen, method acting. And especially when you're going through some shit, it definitely does happen. Yeah. Honestly, I would love to see a modern, more no, accurate. Yeah. Because here's the other thing that the book also has that the movie does not. The movie, I realize, moves so fast. Yeah. So fast it's compared like to the months book, of time that passes and it feels like. No, but even like the relationships uh, of yeah. these people. Yeah. Like, you tell me if this sounds right. The Van Helsing I know from the book loves, cherishes, deeply respects, views the uh, views uh, Arthur as a son. Uh, oh, wow. Quincy and uh, Jack are. Uh, Jack, which is Dr. Seward as his most dear friends he sees um, uh, Mina as this perfect person and as uh, Jonathan Harker as this brave and strong man and he devotes himself he loved Lucy uh, through all of the tribulations that she went through she he loved her like almost like a daughter and mourned her loss the relationships that were built in the book are so much deeper and actually have a fulfilling like they are dedicated they make oaths to each other to promise that like no matter what happens they will protect you know and the idea that um even when mina becomes infected not of her own accord they dedicate themselves to protecting her and even promise her that if she goes too far and she has to die then it will be by the by one of their hands that sounds so sad and it's they even he she even requests that um they read uh, like a death, basically like a ceremonial death thing for her in mm. case something happens. Um, when uh, the wafer, which we didn't mention in the in the telling of the film, but uh, Van Helsing puts a wafer to her forehead in the film when they're at the campsite. But in reality, it happens way before that because he's trying to protect her. And when her body rejects it, she freaks out and is like, oh, no, God rejects me. Please I, I love you. Will you protect me? Uh, if anything happens and I turn, uh, I, I, I love you all and I want you to end me if necessary. I will not, even Van Helsing, she even is like, I will kill myself if I have to. And Van Helsing is, no, do not kill yourself. Please don't. Don't remove this world of something beautiful. And it's just, it's such an emotional story. And even when, um, Unfortunately, when Quincy dies in the, uh, not Quincy, oh yeah, when Quincy dies in the end, it's emotional. Shit. There's an, a, there's a, there's a final story part in the back of the book where Jonathan and Mina have a kid and name him Quincy. Aww. Like the child's name is a culmination is of his friend's. Of all of their this stuff. This sounds and like they, a beautiful connection between it's friends. Such a good fucking You know what book. this movie does? It makes it seem like these two girls who are just flouncing about yep. trying to get with yeah. the man. And all of a sudden she gets infected. Yeah. And then they go seek this random man who yeah. can help her. Yeah. And suddenly then they decide that they're going to go kill Dracula because that's 
why not? Yeah. And then in the book, I, I, don't know. I formed an attachment to Lucy because she was going through so much hardship. They make her sound like such a a, a floozy a in the in the freaking woman yeah, like she's she, just running around yeah. we're in the book it is like trying to chase after men she cries when she gets the proposals she's emotional and upset and is like i'm so sorry there is someone already like she actually feels pity and she's like please and the men are so cordial and they're like that is fine then please may we be the best of friends. That's so sweet. And they sweet. dedicate their friendship to her. And she's happy to have them as friends. And they all like kind of accept that she's chosen Arthur. And there's this sadness and despair as Lucy is slowly and slowly dying. And they can see it happening. Wow. There's never a point where she like attacks them. And she doesn't or even die the way that she dies. She does not die the way she does in the movie. In the movie, she dies by Dracula killing her. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like, yes, in the book, probably it is because of Dracula that she died. But, like, she's worried about her mom in the, in the book because her mom has a weak heart. And the subtlest of they worry about the mom constantly being told something that would scare her to kill her. And on the last night of Lucy's life, like on that last end thing, Lucy, the wind is howling outside and she can hear a wolf howling Mm. outside her doors. Mm -hmm. And Lucy's room is filled with garlic as a protective measure. And um, Lucy steps out into the hall like to call for someone to see if someone is there and not wanting to wake her mom she comes back to bed but then a couple minutes later her mom comes in and she's like I was worried about you and her mom comes in and lays next to her and there's this really sweet like you know they there's a loving moment between this mother and daughter before the wind crashes and something crashes and the window shatters causing the mom such a fright that her mother dies in such fear because of having such a weak heart that her mother dies and Lucy screams and calls for help and the nurses come and not nurses but the maids come and they 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 move the body of her mother over and the nurses the I can call them nurses the maids run out and and you know to steal themselves they get a drink but then are tricked and to drinking like laudanum tainted uh wine and it's really sad because lucy again loses more blood over the course of the whole time they like they the number of times that they've given her blood transfusions every member of that of the the party so far has given her a transfusion van helsing Dr. Seward, Quincy, Arthur, all of them have given transfusions. And it's one of those things where this last time, as Lucy's kind of there, she writes this note as like a desperate plea and uh, puts it in her shirt and then takes off like her necklace of like garlic flowers and places it on her mother as like a goodbye and puts a sheet over her. And just kind of, it's this, like, sad, there's nothing left we can do about it. Yeah. And it's such a whole other world, man. That sounds nothing like this movie. Like, Dracula's an actual villain. Mm -hmm. And he's 
not in the in the book very often in the film for some reason they tried to make him this like hopeless romantic yeah that was like maybe he could be redemptive but maybe not and mm-hmm. i'm like Sad. right Sad. and then and in the end personally it just ended up making no sense the characters felt like they had no depth to them mm-hmm. whereas this book it really sounds like these characters had something to fight mm-hmm. for and to live for and it had nothing to do with um yeah like I don't know, chasing after love that doesn't exist and yeah. like some affair that yeah yeah. And I mean, even for the character that of um, uh, Van Helsing, it's the idea that in the film there is this like really stark difference between this like really devoted book version of him mm-hmm. and this really like kind of harsh and not thinking variation that Anthony Hopkins kind of portrays Mm -hmm. but it's also strange because i remember i think um mentioned to you that the the director even was having difficulties with him kind of with anthony um yeah taking liberties Mm -hmm. with how he was doing the lines right but i yeah i i would love to see a more modern version of this that follows that because that sounds like an actually beautiful story and not some horror movie that they tried to put together for the time Mm -hmm that was different or that's why it's the difference between raunchy supernatural thriller and supernatural drama yeah absolutely yeah absolutely like (laughs) i was not expecting what we watched i don't know what i was expecting but i think i was expecting more something that like yeah something more just something more um like it bothered me how much mina just easily like fell for him like i'm like are you kidding me You've been like Mooney, Mooney, Mooney over Jonathan. Over John, yeah, the whole time I was like, "Why are we suddenly?" And I guess it's like the oh, because it is the. My dad explained it as the oh, it is the reincarnation of his love. So when he when she's with him, all of a sudden she's taken back to that time. But I'm sitting here like, but they really in the beginning of this movie they make you want to fight for Jonathan and Mina because they just seem so in love. And even when they first introduce. Uh, when Dracula first meets Mina, it is creepy. It is not yeah, romantic. It's not romantic. Because he literally whispers, see me. And then she's not into it. She sees him, but then they they he literally stands outside of the store she's in till he mm-hmm. she comes out yep. and pretends to bump into her. When she walks away from him, he he's on her. the other fucking side he already follows waiting her. for her. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not cute. That's creepy. That's as creepy. Shit. <laughs> and it, it's it's so funny to me that our parents really think that this is such a good movie. And honestly, I'm not gonna bash them yeah. that this is their favorite because you know I mean, everyone likes what they like. Some of the inspiration came from the Nosferatu film, obviously yeah. because of the inspiration of of you know vampires and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But what's m- crazy? My dad liked this movie and this book so much that he wanted to name me Elizabeta. My mom said no immediately, obviously. Yeah, but no. I cannot imagine me being named that. Could you imagine? Me being See, named that? it would make more sense if you were named Lucy. Hey, but you know what I mean. Like, if he was going to pick a character, book that version mattered. Yes, if it was movie to version matter, uh... as a character to matter, because even in the book, Elizabetha don't mean nothing. Like, you right. get to hear about it at the very beginning, and then it doesn't matter for the rest of the fucking film. It's true. Like that's it. Like in the in the in the book, it's a bare blip at the beginning, yeah. and then that's it. And it's, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's 
It's yeah. a lot. I'm kind of disappointed. It, however, I mean, like, if you're into the raunchy thriller type again, movies, it's not terrible. No, it's just when you read the book, mm-hmm. there's just a level of um, emotional attachment yeah. that is missing between the characters for the film to fully make sense. And right. I feel like if they had changed up and gotten rid of some of the weird, raunchy scenes. Like, even it's strange at the fact that the director himself didn't feel comfortable with raunchiness, so I wonder how that played out yeah, and why raunchy was brought into it. Mm -hmm. Because without the raunchy and without the relationship of Dracula being, uh, like, created in the film, more of the book could have been expressed. Because there's a lot of Renfield in the book. Mm -hmm. There's a lot... Of them and he's barely even in this movie. Another thing that's interesting. Another thing that's interesting to me that you're saying that like this movie has so much, or no, this that the book had so much depth and emotion between these characters. To prepare for the movie, Francis had the whole cast do a read through of the entire novel before shooting any of the scenes. So I'm confused as to how they let any of that slide. What? How do you go through all of that emotion through these characters and then portray? all of these things in the film that don't make any sense towards the book (laughs) it definitely feels like i think the only the only visual expression of the fact that they all read these books is the fact that they were dedicated to each other they express some level of dedication between each other as characters i definitely see that through van helsing but even not even not even van helsing no i see it through the guys the guys in the film like Quincy and Arthur and their immediate and 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 Stewart's immediate dedication to oh, trying to, to fix Lucy, things, yeah, and even to the 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 attempt to destroy Dracula, that felt more like maybe possibly from the book. But even mm. the interaction of Mina on the cliff when they're waiting at the the camp, right, and her being like having this weird moment and trying to seduce Van Helsing. and kiss Van Helsing. That was strange. And like her casting magic does not I'm like, not you happen. are very young and you are trying to seduce this older, yeah. older man. I mean. Because it's the egging on of the, of the other brides which, that draw her to hold it. Hold on. Let me rephrase that because I don't, I don't, I don't care if you're an older person with a young, <laughs> as long as they're of age. Love is love. As love long is love. as you are of legal, of legal age. That's all I give a shit about. However, it was just strange because she definitely looked. I'm not going to lie. Because she I think she was 19. Winona was 19 when she filmed this, which is like just. Yeah. A little just of age. But who am I to say anything? If you're of age, you're of age. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So. I know that during the whole thing. So a lot of the kind of getting back into more of like the detaily bits. Mm -hmm. Um. Like the costumes and things like that associated with the film. Obviously, it's like period related. But I love that they said the costumes are are the sets. Yes, the costumes are the sets. I have that here too. It's beautiful. Um, it, it's fascinating because I'm trying to make sure I pronounce her name correctly. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, yeah. the designer is uh, Aiko Ishioka. Mm-hmm. Um, she made the costumes and it was absolutely amazing the armor specifically which has become literally the armor is the most iconic thing associated with the film because it's the fact that it's meant to look like worms and also like Mm. muscle structure Mm -hmm. um it's definitely all supposed to give that demonic like villainous 
with the the pointed kind of horns appearance. Yeah. Um, but did you know that she was inspired by anime? No way. A lot of the film's costuming was actually inspired by anime. Wow. Um, specifically, the artist um, Yoshitaka Amano, uh, who at the time was working on like Final Fantasy and uh, Vampire Hunter D. But yeah, it it's definitely a, fanta- a fascinating combination of fantasy because um, it included inspiration from Ryoko... Yamagashi's uh, Fairy King from her comic Asuka printed in the 80s so it's pretty fascinating to to kind of suddenly be like oh this really dark fantasy was inspired by anime and like that kind of art style Um, and also the other thing that was expressed is that the the costumes were specifically gothic Especially for Dracula. Like, he's a little out of touch. Um, It's not 100% like accurate for the time that he's in, but he's trying. But it's also this like the gothic side of all of their dress is the idea of them being different and weird. And Mm -hmm. one of the, it's actually kind of funny because um, uh, when they were doing the designing for the armor, uh, anytime. the director was presented with a design they wanted it to and they would be like oh make it weird which really what it was called is weird became the code word for let's not do formal Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like make it weird was like basically take it from that more formality and bring it into that more fanciful gothic like rebellious side of it but Mm -hmm. yeah and that's just for like in the 1400s area or is that just for all of the the film specifically for the film the reason why um they had the costumes done in that very because it's the the it's a hybrid of east meets west kind of concept right um so yeah i just love you know right before lucy is when she's running through the garden in her red in her yes. red dress, that is probably the most memorable yeah. for me. I mean, obviously, the suit of armor. Mm-hmm. Also, that doesn't right. happen in the book. That does not happen at but, all. But, like, that's... There's no running through shit. What it is... That's what I'm saying. Is that they over-sexualize all of these women. That's all I gotta say. Literally throughout the that whole part is she's sleepwalking. Also, Mina is not there for the majority of that the whole time. She's not even interacting. She's like there for the very they beginning. Switch to main characters completely. Like Mina is there for the initial oh shit she probably met Dracula moment. Right. Because it's uh uh she started having uh Lucy started having problems with sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. She got up in the middle of the night, left out her doors, and I guess uh before that point um, when Mina and her were walking around, they um, went up by this chapel that had this bench. And Mina had said that she loved sitting there and showed Lucy it. So that night, Lucy, in her half-asleep, sleepwalking state, went, to went the up bench. there. Yeah. And when Mina was like, oh shit, she's not here, ran up there, went to go there, um, she saw this figure leaning over her. And that mm. was it. Okay, so it wasn't some raunchy, weird sex scene. It wasn't raunchy, weird between... sex scene. 
Lucy and this wolf nope. that where it seems like Mina's a little voyeur, nope. like just watching. No, no, and no later moany, sexy, nipply scene of her like convulsing in the bed. <laughs> As and if she's as being sed- like having an orgasm yeah. and Dracula seducing while her right there while they're trying to give her, her blood. blood. No, she's literally just so fucking weak that she cannot move. And Aww. they're like, she's trying to be like, my friends, I'm so happy to see you. That's it's so, so sweet. sad. It's so and sad and sa- sweet. Aww. And I'm kind of mad. Right. I would lo- like I like you said, I would love to see a modern ad- adaptation. All right. Uh, film companies hit us up. <laughs> will write a much better script <laughs> not to bash this one yeah, obviously no. lots of hard work and really beautiful things were put into this however yeah. just for me personally not a favorite yeah yeah but i do appreciate all of the beautiful effects and oh costuming and design and everything and the special effects were very very beautiful. good for practical effects like even just the makeup and like, the ma- oh my gosh watching videos seamless. watching videos of um gary oldman being put into all of his makeup yes. looks it's insane he was listing out all of the looks it's he had so it was stuff. so crazy like, like even the, the simplest simplistic uh. scene of um when dracula receives the letter that mina's left to go marry right jonathan mm-hmm. and his face transforms into this like yeah vampiric mm-hmm. sad emotional he's crying blood kind yeah. of thing like that's a beautiful seamless very prosthetic piece mm-hmm. and it it very strongly expresses a combination of that di- demonic but also vampiric yeah nature yes. to him and mm-hmm. there's this like powerful sorrow that's also in it i really thought that it was two different actors when um dracula's shown at the beginning versus when you know he's old and he's oh, yeah. got the red robes it and the hair it. It'd trick you. but it's still gary it's, oldman yeah. even when he's like finding mina in the streets and he's got that young look mm-hmm. and his top hat and his glasses and his you know he's he's looking good yeah like i really thought that he was a completely different actor but no it's He's he did the same. He played every single. Oh part. yeah, and and literally he uh um he uh Olman was on set three weeks before they started filming so that they could go through all the, all prosthetics, the prosthetics and stuff. Yeah. It's like the amount of stuff that that man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but obviously I... the scariest one was the like that massive bat form. Oh that he yeah, had. that one is because labor intensive. Apparently, even after that, like when they were trying to shoot that scene, uh, Francis had him go. To like each of the cast members and like whisper creepy things into their ears just to get them into yes, the mood. But do you want to know why he did that? He did that because he didn't. He was not convinced that the costume was frightening enough. Wow. He didn't think it was frightening. Gary Oldman so, didn't think yes, it was frightening. Enough? He did not. He literally was the giant bat one. Oldman was not convinced that the costume was frightening, so he intentionally did that. That that's the reason why he went around and 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 did that. But apparently Francis told him to do that because in an interview, um, Oldman was like, "Yeah, Francis told me to go around and do this. No, oh, that's that's what I'm gonna do." He did it himself. He did really? that himself. It was not it was not brought on by anybody. He literally like the director instructed him, but he went around and he made it. So that the actors, yeah, he had would his fun with more it. Fear. Like he, yeah, he had his fun with it. He was excited about it. It was basically here's a suggestion, and he was like, "I'm a run." He's like, "All right, bet. <laughs> I'm gonna take it and run." Yeah, it was so funny watching <laughs> Gary Oldman work with Francis. It was like watching a reality TV show. Yeah, 
the amount of times just the bickering that they would have like i was sitting there like oh shit yeah. what's gonna happen next <laughs> is francis about to fire gary oldman like, yeah what is going to happen and I mean, right he now really he really helped to create the persona for count like oh, yeah. oldman really loved making the ideas yeah like he was fully into it mm-hmm. and he's a very intelligent individual and it's oh he worked really well to Absolutely. as the as the villain and the fact that he did all these things while going through yeah so much in his personal life it yeah yeah props to him honestly yeah. it was definitely oh and the other fascinating thing i almost forgot to mention was as they were filming they actually used a lot of stop motion time lapsey kind of stuff mm-hmm. um they really wanted to play with unnatural filming. So like the moment when she's dying and the, where like the blood explodes, but also there's visuals of like roses slowly decaying. Mm. And this really, sometimes they have these really choppy things. The visual effects strange. They're usually strange and seem almost unreasonable. But they are very visionary. He wanted the tone to be faithful to the source material, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, sure, at the time period, it, 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 it takes place. They did not use CGI. I know. Or VFX, like, at all. They they really mm-hmm. wanted everything to be Isn't it everything except, natural. like, that blue fire circle? Yeah, it was very minimal. Yeah. But for the most part, it was... A hundred percent. He really wanted to 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 make a classic, yeah, you know, and practical effect film. That's I think maybe what makes this movie good is that it is like so practical and everything was like it did have a lot of thought and effort put into it. It just ah. yeah. He even hired his um his son, the director, hired yeah. his son Roman because mm-hmm. he was a magic enth- enthusiast. Yep, to like for the special effects and stuff. Which is really cool. Yeah. A lot of people will probably be like, well, that's just because he wanted to give his son a job. Well, <laughs> his son pulled it off. Yeah. So what you going to say about that? I mean, and that's kind of the whole point is at the time, visual effects was strongly more um, practical at the time. Um, at, but there was like a strong emerging visual effects and yeah, CGI and so I really like the fact that they, and honestly, even modern films, they're c- going back to that, yeah. incorporating that stuff. And like, it's, it's really I, nice I love to that see people use puppets instead of CGI because yes. it just makes things feel mm-hmm. so much more real. Like, I go back and I watch, let's say, like the old, um, uh, the old Jurassic Park movies. Yes. And like those dinosaurs yeah. look they were real. real because they used actual. Yeah. Like puppets, shit. That T-Rex and it was crazy. Had constant issues of it, like leaking water yeah. from the rain <laughs> that they were making. <laughs> right, like it was. It's beautiful. Yeah, and I love that they're going back to that now because it just it makes things so, yeah, feel that much more authentic. And I mean, even um, they had fun with the camera angles because uh, even in that first uh, uh, in that first scene when you meet when you see Renfield mm-hmm. uh, the camera is from above oh, and he yeah. like stands up and reaches at the camera mm-hmm. like as if he's speaking directly to something that's in the room with him but that's like up on the ceiling mm-hmm. is is pretty fascinating. The other one is the 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 strong visual difference between like they very much made it obvious like when you're alive bright 
colorful, vivid. When it is scary and dark, it is yeah. dark yeah. and shaded mm-hmm. with very little color. Like Even though most of the movie is like... And it definitely became that later, but during that first, the first while of the film... When you would go back and forth between where Jonathan was to to shots of Mina hmm. and Lucy, totally different atmosphere. Yeah. And it, it was a nice play on, like, good and evil, alive and dead feelings of the film. Absolutely. I did want to talk about just another little piece of lore. Yeah, go for it. Um, It's just vampires in general. Which I know that there's so many things. There's so many. There's so vampires. many adaptations. There's so many. We've got Vampire Diaries. You've got Twilight. You've got what True else? True Blood. True you've Blood. Got... So many things. Like, uh, what are other versions of Dracula? Other you've many got, other versions. Um, Underworld, mm-hmm. which is a whole other 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 like. There's so it's many crazy variations. How many variations there are? Yeah, but. So when looking this up, there's just, it's so many different vampire myths, legends, characteristics. It's really hard to talk about it all. But overall, just vampires, undead, mythical creature, feeds on the blood of the living. But there are some legends that go back over 4,000 years ago that talk about bloodthirsty monsters. And so most of these vampire stories come from the Middle Ages of people just trying to explain the spread of death and disease that there weren't yet medical reasonings for. The main one, uh, tuberculosis, yep. which is a disease that causes people to cough up blood, Yes, severe weight loss, mm-hmm. pale skin, night sweats, fatigue. Oh, yeah. All those things that would make people believe that, you know, traits of a vampire. Mm-hmm. So people will believe that the first person who, like, got the disease was a vampire, Dug them, dug their body up, staked them in the heart, and because the body would be full of gas, oftentimes the corpse would like groan yes, and like let yes. out because that's sort what of I noise. knew about that. Yeah, and so that's what made people like that was their spirit or like yeah. the vampire officially dying. Yeah, but they didn't realize that you know it was just gas, and yeah. that's what bodies do. Yeah. And like you can ask, apparently, uh, what do you call them? Uh, the people in the 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 coroners corners yeah. who are around dead bodies all the time yeah they say that yeah like suspected vampires always... would be dug up and because of the natural gases in their bodies they'd be bloated but people would yeah. be like oh they've fed and then they would put like i know even in old traditions they'd mm-hmm. put like rocks ah in between so like they... a chunk of rock mm-hmm. in between the mouth to basically stop it from being able to do i anything. just thought that was interesting but there's another condition that also made people believe in vampires and it's a blood disease called porphyria porphyria which is basically a condition caused by genetic mutations that affect the production of a person's enzymes uh, which is involved in the heme synthesis pathway it's a lot of scientific things a lot of jargon yeah but basically that affects the production of hemoglobins which is responsible for carrying oxygen to the blood lots of Technical speak. But basically, uh, there's a certain type of porphyria called cutaneous porphyria, which primarily affects the skin, which leads to photosensitivity, blistering, itching, skin fragility, and sometimes excessive hair growth. 
which oh, oh, involves, yeah. Yeah. you know, the whole wolf thing. So the thing. werewolf thing. Yeah. yeah. But that means uh, people who had porphyria back then could only go out at night because the photosensitivity. Yeah. Their skin could have been discolored and scarred, which yeah. made them look m- more terrifying. And I'm not sure about this. I looked it up in many different places, but apparently there's a symptom of it that causes a person's pee to be red. That's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> but that made people believe that that person would Was drink blood, blood. Yeah. And they were peeing yeah. out the blood. Yeah. And I just, I think that these are so funny because I mean, today, obviously, it's just There's diseases. still modern people yeah. who have, like, they are allergic to the sun. Yeah. And it's just funny because the yeah, fact a that fucking these allergy. were just diseases <laughs> and people didn't have the modern technology or science information that yeah. we do now yeah. really believed that yeah vampires existed and yeah weren't some myth oh yeah they just like even in um there's a video game called vampire yeah where there's a doctor Mm -hmm. you play as the doctor but the doctor's also a vampire Mm. um and there's a patient inside the hospital that i can't remember what it was called but it's a medical it's a i think it's a real medical thing that exists but basically um because she feels herself decaying, like she feels as if she is de- decaying, she believes herself to be a vampire. Mm-hmm. Because it's the act of feeling that like decay and needing to be revitalized right. sort of sensation that she herself, even though it's like a psychosis, it's mm-hmm. she believes herself to be turning into a vampire. Yeah, it's just funny because there are still things like bodies being dug up to this day where it's like oh people must have believed that they were vampires because of the way that they were buried yep. or the way like stakes in the heart the rocks in the teeth rocks in the teeth I, there was another one recently where it was like a scythe over the neck to prevent them from yeah. like if, so they, if they got up it would they would decapitate the, yeah yep. it's it's a lot um i'm just I'm glad that with tuberculosis, they were already dead so that nobody, you know, was killed even more. But it's a lot. It's a lot. But there's really just it's too much yeah. to look back on because obviously vampires are Some vampires are, one of the are most... cool. Yeah. Some of them are questionable. Some of them are questionable. We're talking about you, Twilight. <laughs> what do you mean? Sparkly skin? See, I like to def- not defend but try to give a better reason as to why they are sparkly. All right. What, what's your reasoning? Okay. I got to hear this. Twilight vampires. Yeah. The reason why they are sparkly, which kind of, honestly, it gives weight to my theory. Mm-hmm. Um, just by the nature of when Bella is turned and the nature of the visual of it going through her veins. Ah, right. The eye, like it looks kind looks of like icy. Ice. Yeah. I see it more as it's crystallizing. Yeah, that makes sense. Because um, even the 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 visual of the idea of like w- during the battle scene where he- like a head would be decapitated, it right. looked like crystal. Like just yeah. So that it feels less like it's almost as if their whole body crystallizes. Yeah. Versus that's why they're so cold. And yeah. That's why, yeah. Why they shine? Why? They why? Shine. Yeah. And know. honestly, I don't know if it explains it in the books. It's been a really long time since I've read them, but no. No, it doesn't? No. All right, then. <laughs> I haven't... F- like, I'm literally on the last book, and I just couldn't finish it. Yeah. But I think I'm far enough for them to have explained why the fuck they 
I sparkle. Mean, but I'm they not going to lie to you. Ver- uh, Twilight, definitely a guilty pleasure. It's a comedy first. Whereas for me, romance second. I love Underworld and I love Van Helsing. Mm. Van Helsing is one of my favorite films. And I also like the the just the general story of it, you know? I've never seen it. What? <laughs> I'm offended. Now offended. we have to watch Van Helsing. It's a good-ass film. I'm it's a down good-ass film. I'm always down to watch new things. I've barely seen anything ever, so it's beautiful might be ladies really and beautiful men. I'm down with that. I Hell yeah. Get, I could get behind that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Slay. Not literally. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I think my other... I think... I love Van Helsing, but I think I like the Vampires of the Underworld series. Mm-hmm. They're pretty fascinating, including the werewolves. I think I've seen... You might have seen the first one. There's a lot of the them. The first one. There's a couple of them. Definitely not more than the first one. I, I, I've seen, I believe, all of them. Mm. But... Yeah, it's pretty fascinating how they have developed the story so far. But yeah, mm-hmm. I know it's kind of gotten on a weird um, tangent on other vampires, but you know, you can't. Come... Right. Oh, shit. That reminds me. Um, We have a, a I don't know if it's on our list, but I know I didn't know if we kept it there. But The Invitation. Oh, yeah. It's on That's Netflix. a vampire movie. It's specifically about Dracula. Oh. Um, but it's like an alternative version of it. Is it like it's darker? It's okay. way darker. Okay. Um, but not like it's dark, but it's not dark. like you know. Um, mm-hmm. it the main character is a woman who finds out that she's like descended another of one reincarnation. Of the... of... No, <laughs> um, she's like just a descendant of like one of the families that has served the family of Dracula. Like Damn. just like. You know, they've got, like, carpenters and all this kind of stuff, like, different families that have slowly over the years just been aiding him. Yeah. And because she's the only girl, the only girl, all of the rest of them have been men. Because she's the only girl, all of the women, all of those girls of those families are usually given to Dracula as a bride. So the other two families have already given their daughters as brides. Um, So... It's this whole interesting storyline of, you know, she comes and she's like, oh, I think she she was basically orphaned the whole time. And she's like, oh, now I have a family, this large family that loves me and excited. And then she starts realizing, oh, there's some dark shit here. And, you know, it's this is off topic, but not off topic because I can't remember who his name is. But do you remember Descendants, like the Disney's Descendants? Yeah. You know the Captain Hook character? Yeah. He's Dracula. Oh. So he hot AF. Yeah. He's hot and dark. <laughs> that man plays hot and dark real well. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Shout out to you. I forget his name all the time. I He's know. in a lot of shit, though. He is. He's in a lot. It's an interesting alternative adaption mm-hmm. to, the, to, to the story because it... It doesn't focus necessarily on Dracula. You don't even realize he's Dracula till later. Hmm. It's pretty fascinating. So. And I've reached the end of all my notes. Same. There's only like one thing and that's where the movie was filmed. <laughs> oh, well, go for it. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> all of the movie was filmed in California. Um, I'm not fucking shocked. <laughs> yeah, not in England or Transylvania or no. any of these places. In California. California. Um, but I think. 
three different places, I believe. So it was at the St. Sophia Greek Orthodox Cathedral. That's mm-hmm. a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony Pictures Studios and Universal Studios Hollywood. Hey. But yeah, that's it. California, folks. That's where the whole movie was filmed. You know, it kind of, I almost wish that we <laughs> just never, ever, ever knew where films were filmed. Right. Because that's Unless so they were like really beautiful. Like, I'm okay learning that Lord of the Rings was filmed in New Zealand because it's fucking beautiful. beautiful. But like learning mm. that like this film that was set in Transylvania and England was filmed in fucking California. California. Is a little like underwhelming yeah when you literally these places exist but i also understand maybe like logistics expense whatever but it's just they had 40 million dollars what do you mean look i'm trying to give them an out here (laughs) there is no out no out at all i mean sure they made the scenes look real good yeah but you know it was all in two different studios and then a church or a cathedral you know and we ain't going to talk about the story. Well, hold on. I bet the only film, not the only film, I bet the only scene that they filmed in the St. Sophia Greek Orthodox Cathedral was them getting married. And possibly the uh, the very intro scene with yeah. the dead yeah. beloved. I bet that's the only scenes that you were know i wouldn't there. be shocked i, I really wouldn't, wouldn't but yeah if you know put it in the comments i guess yeah honestly yeah if there's anything you uh, would like send us, us an email at yeah. uh, uh horror unmasked at gmail.com yeah. go for it um send, yeah send us an email if there's anything you would like to see from us what are your thoughts on vampires honestly? what are your thoughts on vampires what are your thoughts on the formatting of this you know we're always did gonna... you like dracula yeah. shit What's your thoughts on the difference between the movie and the book? Because I'm curious if you loved it. Do you think it? modern day could actually ju- like justly give oh, a good modern adaptation? I think for sure. Oh, I think for sure too. If they did it correctly, but who would we who would be cast is the real list of question. curiosity. You honestly, know? give us your cast list. Yeah, honestly, I'd love to shit, know. go for it. That'd be fun. Really fun. Maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah, maybe in, in, a, in, in a future a, chit chat episode. Chit-chat. Yeah, in a chit chat episode. In one of our sessions, as they are so uh, aptly named. Yeah. So yeah, uh, just letting you guys know a little heads up. Uh, our next episode is another film. This one will be Woo! discussing Hereditary. Woo-hoo-hoo. So that'll be a nice, fun one. Spooks and chills. Oh yeah. Um, and to classically give the run through, since we've already mentioned our email, uh, follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Horror Unmasked. Unmasked. Yeah, pronunciate. Instagram and Twitter at Horror Unmasked. Listen on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes at Horror Unmasked Podcast, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Horror Unmasked Podcast. Like like we said, drop us an email at horrorunmasked@gmail.com. We're pretty consistent with all of our social medias. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, so basically, just follow us or we will turn into Dracula. We'll, you know, we'll curse. We'll slowly. We'll, rena- we'll, we'll renounce God and the church and we'll become Dracula and we'll come and fight you. We'll appear as a raunchy wolf. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll pop out of a box yeah. naked. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> no. we'll say, uh, see me. Um, yeah, we'll say see. we'll drink some absinthe. Yeah, have we'll make you interra- have weird visions. Make I'll turn you your, your that tears you are to diamonds. Yeah, 
Yeah. I will be then also taking those diamonds with me as I'm the one who turned them into them and I want them. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's money. Mm-hmm. Uh, alrighty. So, will you fear or will you fear not? Thank you.